0: Hello! Welcome to The Smoke Show Podcast. I'm Claire, your host. So, I love podcasting, I love talking out loud, I love having conversations about pop culture and history and all of the things that I'm interested in, and I have been wanting to start this for a really long time. I miss doing a podcast, and um, there's just been like a lot of self-created roadblocks, um, and I wanted to just get past it by putting out the first episode. I think, honestly, the pressure of debut is always harder and always much more scary than the second, third, and then it just keeps getting easier. And what I've been doing on the newsletter, and I I don't think I've ever said this explicitly, but I set a goal at the beginning of the year that I just wanted to publish 52 newsletters, and that was supposed to be one every single week. And that was like my bare minimum goal because I believe in setting attainable goals. And one newsletter a week that had no word count um, like minimum or anything like that felt really doable, and so far it has been. I'm ahead of schedule. Um, I usually am okay about sending one out on a Friday every week. Um, Sometimes it's on a Saturday, sometimes you get Two a week. Um, I like to keep you guessing, but also I think sometimes it's just it's my outlet, and I think that writing has been a really big outlet for me. But what I wanted to talk about in this episode specifically was journaling and kind of my my rules, my um my tips. Um, I think a lot of people think of journaling as something like really intimidating or something that they themselves cannot do or could not get good at, and I just think that's really untrue. With writing in general, like I I find it really tragic that we don't really teach people how to write about themselves, about their thoughts and their feelings. A lot of times when you like are made to write about yourself, it's in like a weird biographical kind of way. I think like that's probably the most that people have written about themselves, especially as adults, is usually like a list of their accomplishments or weirdly phrased Things for LinkedIn or like whatever it is, but so many people are never given the opportunity to like learn how to express themselves on the page for themselves. I think like the really important thing and the thing that like I love so much about journaling is that there's no audience for it. It is art because writing is art <laughs> it is art created solely for yourself it is permission to be as creative or as non-creative as you want to be i think journaling can truly take any form that makes sense for the person who's expressing journaling is just a capture of your self-expression at a certain moment in time that's all it is um there's no pressure on it to be anything bigger your journals are not being written for i, I like there's this there's a Writer on TikTok, uh, she's not she's not just a writer on TikTok, but I can't remember her name right now. But she is gaining kind of prolificness with her writing, and and I think that's great. But she once said something of like, I couldn't journal anymore because I was so sick of writing to a future audience, um, and like it really bothered me because I was like, but that's not <laughs> that's like a fundamental misunderstanding of journaling, or like that that felt like a very personal expression that then everybody on TikTok really latched onto is like, yeah, journaling's bullshit, everybody's writing it for the wrong reasons or to like prove something to themselves later. And I think especially with art, there's so much pressure to have a purpose when you create it and for it to say something more than just what it is. And I think that that's really limiting. Writing in particular can really take on so much abstraction and Uh, I I think it's one of the most unlimited mediums that, like, really is so accessible to a lot of people. Like, I have never been a visually creative person. I wish I was. (laughs) I wish I was better at drawing. I've tried. I, you know, I've, like, done the circles and the exercises and drawn from the shoulder. I can do watercolor because I think, like, that's, you know, fun and I can keep it pretty, like, low stakes. But I think there's, like, a lot of pressure that gets built up in our minds of like, well, if I'm spending my time doing this, there has to be a result. There has to be something that makes it like worth it. And I think for me, journaling is often an act of anti-capitalism. Like, I don't mean, I don't mean to laugh. Um, It's kind of true. Like my time that I spend journaling is truly for no one. It is not to prove something. It is not to write something down that I think I'll use later or deem important later. Like I have, I've written now, I'm about to finish my fifth journal of the year. And I would say that like 80% of what I've written in those journals, I, I probably won't revisit ever again, ever in the future. I used to not, I've, I've been writing journals for a while and like, um, I don't like reading my old writing. That's just like a true thing. I think that's a thing that a lot of people experience because like as you grow it's hard to look back at, at past things but I'm trying to be <laughs> I'm trying this new thing where I'm like a lot nicer to myself and that includes myself of the past I think for a while I was like well I like who I am now but like who I was back then was so embarrassing and I think that's like really damaging to my soul because that was me back then and I was just a little kid trying my best and a lot of people were really fucking rude to me uh, throughout my entire life, and anyway, uh, that's a tangent. But like, I have found that journaling is just—it's my—it's—it's—it's it's, it's my favorite thing to do in the morning. It's what I have built my kind of entire morning routine around. And I um, am somebody who goes like zero to a hundred whenever I've decided to kind of like make a lifestyle change, do a thing, incorporate a new routine. I make myself do it every day for like three weeks. And then if it's caught on as a habit at that point, I'll kind of keep doing it. Um, And I don't think that that works for everybody. (laughs) I think like, honestly, it doesn't really work for me a lot of the time because if I miss one day, I used to have this thing where I was like, I missed one day, it's over. I had a thing, you know, where I was like, I'm going to write in my journal every single day and I'm not going to miss a single day this year. And I think I missed, I think I've missed two so far this year, and I've definitely done days where I only write two pages. So let's just get into my journaling routine. I write in a moleskin notebook. It's not because moleskin has maintained its quality and integrity. In fact, I have seen it slip even further this year. Um but like moleskin's width is the width my hand has memorized for journaling. I tried to journal in a Leitturm once and near and almost started crying. like it was it was like a fucking extra centimeter or something and my brain was just like, it's too much, it's too long. it's taking so long to fill up the page. I think truly the one of the reasons that I really like doing my journaling in a moleskin is that the page is easy enough to fill out. And I think that like self-satisfaction is a really key part of writing because there's so much that you'll do that nobody else will ever give you any kind of satisfying feedback on. And so for me, journaling is a great way to kind of practice just doing something for myself, just for me. It's not for anybody else. Nobody else is going to read this. Nobody else is going to see this. It is just for me. And I think that that alone has been an act that has really like allowed me to grow and to express myself and to gain confidence in my thoughts and also like notice patterns. Like there was one notebook that I I looked back on and, um, I had no idea how sad I had been while writing it. It just because in the moment it didn't feel that way. And then I I looked back and I was like, oh, wow, for for like three weeks straight, I berated myself for not cleaning something in my apartment. Like I kept being like, and then we have to clean this thing. And I don't remember what it was now. It might have been like the, the cat food drawer in the fridge or something. And. It, it created like a, a loop of self-loathing for me to like read over and over again. And it was really heartbreaking. And I think it, it actually did help because when I read it, I was like, oh no, I have got to figure out a system for either like getting the thing done or putting it in a place where I am not constantly going back to it in order to hurt my own feelings for not accomplishing it. And that's one way that journaling has been super helpful for me. Um, but, okay, to get into it, because now I've been recording for 10 minutes, which is terrifying. Because um, I didn't intend to do that. I thought this was going to be a very short little ditty that was just, like, rules for how to journal. Maybe I'll flip it around in the edit. Anyway, um, okay, so my um, my rules for journaling, and and these are rules that I had to kind of, like, uh, take from the abstract into the real when I decided to make this episode. Um, okay. So here are my just like tips for journaling. If you have been interested in trying to do morning pages or journal or anything like that, just here are my tips get a journal, you want to journal. in. I know that like, there's a lot of like, just journal on whatever you have kind of thing. And if you're somebody who like, truly does not give a shit and is like, yeah, cool. I'll journal on a Steenopad. I'll journal in this five-star notebook. I will use up all of the scrap paper in my house before I purchase one. Like, love that. I think that's awesome. But I am somebody who likes to have a notebook that is dedicated to a purpose. I think like there's so many people who probably have a bunch of notebooks that they've written like two pages in and then put on their shelf forever. To me, that just means that you don't like that notebook that much or you're making it too precious. And so like I would advise getting paper that you're not going to be precious about, but also like do whatever the fuck you want with it. But I would recommend finding a journal that you love and a pen that you write best with. For me, that is a moleskin journal. The large ones, the hard covers. I like doing different colors. This year I tried to do a rainbow. Turns out they have no indigo or violet. So it's like a half rainbow and it's a hard stop. And we're looping back around now. And then my favorite pen for journaling has become the Sharpie gel pens. Specifically in the 0.7 nib, I find the 0.5 a little bit scratchy. There are so many things (laughs) with me and stationery, so this might be just for me, and if you're somebody who can, like, who's like, I just want to write, I don't care if it's on scrap paper, I don't care if it's in, like, a Steno pad, I don't, whatever, that's, that's truly awesome. I think that having a specific journal for me is really important. I, I like to keep it chronological, I like to I like to fill it out. Finishing a journal was actually the thing that, like, really helped drive me to keep doing it. It's really addictive to finish and fill a notebook, especially for me, who is somebody who has had dozens of notebooks over the years that I've written, like, two words in and then scrapped the notebook because I, I don't know, like, wrote something ugly on the page or, like, felt like I didn't fulfill the journal's purpose or whatever it was there's like a bunch of excuses find a notebook that you love and that um, you'll use um I write now really consistently in all all black and I structure my things the exact same way which is to say there is no structure to them when you look at my journal like the the top the top line starts I don't know if this is helpful but I hope it is for somebody the top line starts with the date um I like to literally write it like Today's date was, like, July 14th. And then I do a little at symbol, and then I write the time I'm doing it. I used to also put the location I was journaling, um, because I was ripping this off directly from Meg Cabot's The Princess Diaries. But, like, that was, I, I realized every time that that was like a scene setting thing and not like an important detail to add. And also I usually end up mentioning somewhere in the thing if I'm journaling somewhere outside of my, my usual place. So that's how I set it up. And then I do not have line breaks and I don't have paragraph breaks for the rest of it. I write six straight pages every single morning all the way through. And, um, I try my best to not st- uh, to, to just make my pen move the whole time. It takes me 40 minutes to write six pages. I think that's like the short, like the shortest time I've ever really recorded. And this is when I was really trying to nail down like, okay, if I have to carve out exactly how long it takes me to journal, how long is that? I think I got the the shortest time was like 38 minutes and the longest was like 42. And that was truly because I had to like think of things. Uh, but most days it takes me 40 minutes top to bottom. Um, I have a specific ASMR video that I put on. That's just the sound of falling rain. And that's it. Um, And then I just sit there and I write. And if I'm in front of my computer, I will put it on to fill the entire computer screen. If I'm on my bed, I will put it on my phone screen. And really what that does for me is it creates a barrier so that I don't just pick up my phone. Um, a year ago on my Substack, I kind of talked about like my my get your life together plan uh, because I, I need them. Um, and last year in April makes total sense to me that I was having a full fledged like, what does my life look like and why does it look like this breakdown? Um, that would basically continue to happen until October when um, things finally radically shifted um, beyond just like my own behavior. Um, so it was... Anyway, in my get get your life together plan, it was the first time I kind of like publicly talked about journaling again. Um, I stopped journaling for about five years. Very evident to me now that the only reason I stopped was because I did not want to face the reality that I would have to write about. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I've noticed in my lowest points is that I will avoid writing in order to avoid telling the truth of the situation to myself or having a record of it. So it's a really good indicator for me when I don't want to write that something is actually like very wrong. Um, and uh, the problem with writing is like, I can avoid it forever. I can just never do it again. Um, and nobody's going to force me to do it. So it's really easy to do self avoidance like that, but it's been a really evident thing for me and something that's like actually allowed me to notice those, those habits in myself. So (laughs) all of that is to say, find a journal you love and a pen that writes best for you. Uh, the other reason that I chose a Sharpie pen, even though, like, I love a fountain pen, is because, like, they bleed a little bit and they smudge. So, like, I kept worrying about smudging as I was turning the pages and stuff. Whereas the Sharpie gel pen, I gotta say, this sounds like an ad for them. But, like, they dry down really quick and they write really smooth. I haven't really had any issues with, like, bleeding or stop gaps. I have now gone through, like... Oh, like 36 pens this year alone, which is a nightmare. I really and I got to say, just because I'm on a soapbox about Sharpie gel pens right now. I bought the the um, like metal ones. I bought like a four pack of silver metal ones because I was like, I'm going to reduce my waste. And you cannot buy refills for the Sharpie gel pen that are cheaper than just buying a box of 12 of them. And like, I would I would genuinely, like maybe I just need to contact Sharpie. Maybe this is a thing that I should just email about. I would buy 500 of them in a bulk pack and just refill these like metal pens. Cause like, I think I go through one ink barrel every maybe week. And I use the 0.7s. Um, I tried the 0.5s for a while. And like, I always think I like an extra fine pen. Cause I do, I like the detail of it. But like, honestly, if you are just starting out, like, write really big. Like, I I think that finishing a page, like filling out one page is so soul satisfying. Oh, that's what I was saying about the ASMR thing. Wow, this is an incredibly helpful podcast. The ASMR thing, um, when I was writing about my Get Your Life Together plan, when I first started journaling again, I really had to like force myself to do it. So my minimum was three pages. I don't know why I picked three, but it was like an arbitrary number. Um, I used to just write until I was out of stuff to say um in my really old journals like back in college and high school and stuff or like I you know I never really had like a set parameter for myself way back when but like I used to just kind of like write and everything was fine and I had this little like symbol between the entries I also did not use to date them which like now I'm like why so I don't use the year in every single date um I put the year in the very first entry and the very last just in case I don't know um I crossed over during that time, um, but it's really it's really nice for me to know now um, because I think when I was young I didn't understand that like I wouldn't remember what the when the fuck I was writing these things, um, so I like having that context now. But basically, it, it was three pages, and it often took me a full hour to finish. And my rule was that I don't know why, but I was only writing in bed, <laughs> which is fucking weird. It's not my favorite place to write. Um, find a favorite place to write. That's the other thing. It doesn't always have to be the same place, but like find the environment you like to write in, figure out the height that you need for the chair and the table to make it comfortable so that you're not hunching over the entire time. Um, And just, you know, like really set yourself up for success in that way. You don't have to like, I I really don't want these things to be like, well, I have to have everything perfect before I journal. I have journaled in very many circumstances and they're not all perfect. But I anyway, back to the marooning myself on mattress island thing, I would make myself sit there and I would allow myself breaks like. I would pick up my phone and look at Twitter for like 20 minutes, and then put it. Not 20 minutes straight. Usually, it was like you know, I would write a few lines and like pick up my phone. And all of those entries are so disparate. (laughs) My thoughts are so disconnected. Um, there there's not a through line, which is honestly, it's fine. There were three pages, and that was my goal at the time, and I did it, and I got to feel like accomplished in that, um, and that was really helpful. And the other thing that. But, like, now when I'm writing six pages in 40 minutes, it's, like, very evident to me that I don't really let my brain loose. Like, I don't really get going on the page. I would say until about halfway through. I think, like, the first two pages are often kind of, like, getting random bits out, getting set up out. Um, you know, I usually establish, like, where I am, if anything happened since the last Journal entry and like usually they're only 24 hours apart, but you'd be surprised at how much happens. Or like if I was nervous about a thing the day before, I will usually sum up my actual feelings about the event um, and all of that. But like it can take as long as you want it to. I like doing the six pages in 40 minutes because I like maximizing my output in the shortest amount of time because my morning is centered around journaling and like i also just really like that time limit for me because it pushes me to not get distracted and to keep going and my attention span has been like a really kind of i don't want to say like sensitive topic but like i feel genuinely out of control when it comes to my attention span I was feeding my cats this morning and it took me like an extra minute because I had to put on a podcast before I could perform the task of putting food in their bowls. Like I don't, I don't love that. (laughs) It really doesn't make me feel good that like my attention does not feel like it's my own anymore. And like, I know that algorithms have ruined it and all of this stuff. Like I know that I don't I, I did not grow up with any kind of form of ADHD. Like, my brain definitely bounces around a lot and stuff, as evidenced by this podcast recording itself. But, like, it it never felt like I was out of control of it until this year. And I was writing a thing for work, and I made it my entire screen, and I did not let myself, like, click away. And I was really, like, locked in to honestly to prove something to myself that I could do it. And the amount of impulses that I had to open a new tab, it was like I would finish a sentence and then be like, okay, where's my reward? And when I'm journaling, it doesn't feel that way. So for me, journaling straight through is really helpful because it allows my mind to really like get in the zone. And then usually more kind of like honesty comes out because I'm not really thinking about what I'm writing before I'm writing. And it's just kind of like free-flowing head to pen um, and there's no there's no filter it's running through, which I think is, it brings me to my next point. Literally write about anything, anything. It doesn't have to be connected. It can be completely disparate. I don't have line breaks or page breaks or anything like that in mind. So like literally no matter what, whenever I'm changing topic, it can feel like, whoa, where'd that come from? Um, But the freedom of that has really, like, been a huge thing for me. Write about whatever the fuck you want. Like, and if you run out of things to write about, because I think that that is, like, a real thing that people often experience, especially when you're not super familiar with writing about yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and being expressive on the page about abstract concepts or things that you're not actually sure about how you feel yet. Um, write about anything. And if you get stuck, start describing a thing in really interesting detail or just write, I'm not sure what to write about. Or one of the best entries I ever had came from a place of, um, kind of like anger at myself where I was like, I don't know why I'm making myself write these six pages right now. I have nothing to say. I've been just filling this, this notebook up with absolute bullshit for the point of filling it up. And then I just... Let it rip. And like the rest of the entry was like super fucking honest and insightful. And like I really at the end of it was like, oh, no, have I been writing for a pretend audience? And that was at the time that I had published two kind of journal recaps where I had taken one sentence from each of my of my days. And I had been doing that because like I had wanted to kind of reflect on the journals, um, read them through and like really given myself like a reason to do that. Um, But what I had realized was that in the third notebook, I had definitely had that in the back of my head, that there was going to need to be a sentence from each thing that felt like somewhat impactful or funny or whatever. But I, it was a nightmare, like when I realized that I was like, okay, never again, like never doing that kind of recap again. And so far I haven't, I think I want to leave the option on the table for myself because I think it's good to like recognize something and see if it's like, you know, still true. And all of that. But I think um, writing about anything and not worrying about making sense and not worrying about an audience, because there is no audience unless you choose for there to be. Like, my journals are so fucking private because I don't want to ever have in the back of my head, like, well, somebody might read this one day or you might publish this someday. Like, I think a lot of like whenever you know, like David Sedaris publishes his journals and stuff and especially because a lot of, like, famous writers publish their diaries, people read them and are like, well, that's what my diary should sound like. And it's like, no, your diary should sound like however you want it to. If you want to draw stick figures and then put arrows, like, describing what's going on, if you want to make collages, if you want to just paste in a bunch of the labels from beer bottles the night before, if you want to draw or you want to just, like, make a time capsule of, like, what you um, saw that day or interesting flowers or, like, whatever. You can make your journal anything you want it to be, and it can be that on any day. Um, you never have to stick to a thing. I am not a visual person. <laughs> Whenever I've tried to kind of make my notebooks more, like, scrapbooky, I feel a lot of pressure around that. And so, like, for me... Um, just writing straight through in the same colored pen and having like a really uniform journal by the end of it has been really satisfying. So that's what I go with. But like, if you don't like writing on the backs of pages, don't. If you cannot abide by keeping them all in one journal and you just want to be like a, a person who will write on, like do that. Like, I think that just writing itself is a really healing form of expression. And so that's really what the whole point of this is. Um, And the way that I kind of like built up to being somebody who just automatically does this now um, is I set really crushable goals. Like my goal when I was writing three pages every day, my actual goal when I started that was just to write one. Um, I think starting with one full page is a really good starting place. And honestly, if you've never written before, start with half a page, like give yourself like, give yourself all of the grace in the world when writing and like don't hold yourself to any standard if you get halfway through and you're like oh i'm not going to finish this today fucking that's fine nobody cares like not nobody cares but like you don't have to ever punish yourself for what you do or do not do in your journal because it's it it is really just for you um but like set an attainable goal and then crush it like if if you're not even sure you can get to half a page great babe write one sentence write two sentences, write a couplet. Like it It does not matter. <laughs> um, but as soon as you get past that one sentence, it's gonna be easier to write the next. As soon as you get through that first page and you have that like satisfaction of like, yeah, look at that page, look at how it like is filled with like just personality and that's me. It's an essence of me captured forever or for as long as that paper stays around. It gets really addictive. Like I, finishing one page is so satisfying that it led me to finishing three pages. And then it led me, and then I just doubled the goal because I'm mean to myself and I often don't follow these rules, but um, I was like, I can do six, I, I can. And I knew I could, I just, I didn't know that I had like the discipline to do it all the time. And then I was like, what else are you doing? Honestly, like I had to give myself a system and at the beginning like when i when i got back into journaling another thing that came along with it was i started taking morning walks every single morning so i would get up at like 5 45 6 o'clock which was also new for me because at the time that i started doing this like i I, let's let's just talk about it at the time that i started doing this it was about like a year and a half into the pandemic i was unemployed i had very much lost my sense of like self and purpose i wasn't even sure why i was living in new york at that point because it felt like i was paying a lot of money to sit inside a real tiny apartment Um, And I was still with my ex and I I had like numbed myself really thoroughly to like wanting more out of my life because it just felt like there was no, I don't know, like not opportunity, but just like, well, aren't you happy with this? Aren't you happy enough? And I was avoiding journaling because I knew that the answer to that question was fucking no, but I was really afraid of what changes I would have to make in order for my life to look a little bit more like what I wanted. And I think that that is so scary. Anyway, when we when when I moved to Ridgewood and then like um winter was over and it was spring and like I I think I had been like a spring denier for a long time. I was like, "No, fall is my season and winter is my." But like spring might be my favorite season. It's some of the best weather in terms of like jackets and pants um and flowers are blooming. And I love watching the flowers bloom. Like I do love fall, but things are dying and it's a little bit, you know, it's just a more melancholy kind of vibe to the season. But spring is just like, yeah, really great. And it's something that I've only really noticed that I love in like the last two years. That feels like very fun to me, Um, that I've developed a new fave. But anyway, it was spring and I just felt really out of control of my life. And I also felt like I just needed more time to like myself and to my own thoughts. Because I think that one of the things about being in a long-term relationship is it, it is really easy to lose yourself to the other person. And I think that that alone can build resentment. So anyway, I had started getting up at like 5.45 in the morning and I would go for a walk and I, again, set a minimum that I then usually outpaced every day. So like my minimum, I think was like, 20 minutes when I started and then honestly at some point I was just like so sick of going for these walks and like I I hit kind of a wall and so I was just like we'll just go around the block and so my my routine in the morning became like get up put on your sports bra and go for a walk around the block and then as soon as I was outside I would go for an hour long walk because like the hurdle was actually just getting dressed to go outside but the nice thing about getting dressed to go outside as like my first big step of the day was that then I had gotten dressed and been outside and a lot of my like depressiveness especially during quarantine especially during the times where it's like when I had first moved into this apartment like my best friend left New York for a few months and all of this other stuff was going on and so I just felt like there was no like reason for me to leave like leave my home Um, And there had been like a series of just like uncomfortable, anxiety-ridden incidents at like bodegas and the bakery where like, you know, like my credit card didn't work or I had forgotten a thing or somebody just was like kind of fucking standoffish and weird with me. So I feel like my anxiety was really at like an all-time high. And so getting out the door and allowing the world to witness me became a really key part of my growing kind of like oh this is what caring for myself actually looks like is like making myself do things that are perfectly healthy to do that I had been avoiding out of whatever misplaced fear social phobia had had popped up so um all of that is to say that the reason I had started going was really to like carve out space and time for me to be alone with my thoughts and like going on morning walks was great and it was also a perfect opportunity for me to listen to podcasts because like I used to mainline podcasts when I was working at, like, desk jobs and stuff. And then uh, during the pandemic, it had become, like, well, since I was with another person, there are very few podcasts that, like, uh, my ex and I, like, listen to together. Like, we had, like, like, in terms of actual numbers, a huge amount. But I love to listen to ones that I just don't finder super shareable as like a listening experience. Like I love, love talking to other people about podcasts, but like listening to them with someone else is always a weird experience because it is such an intimate thing. Usually it's just me and my headphones having a conversation, you know, like I'm I'm a silent ghost in a conversation. Um, but yeah, so it was a perfect time for me to listen to podcasts. And then what ended up happening, and this is coming in, it's coming around. We're getting back to journaling. Um, something that really helped me develop like my journaling um, rhythm again was having a sentence that I always started with. I would always start my journal at that time with, went for a walk. And because I did that, there was this kind of like feedback loop that happened in my brain of like, you have to go for a walk because then you can't start your journal without that and you'll feel sad if you don't. So you go for a walk and then, you know, it's just kind of this thing that builds. There did become a thing where I, when I didn't go for a walk, didn't want to journal. And so I realized that I had created this, like, uh, sunk cost kind of, like, weird fallacy dynamic in my head of, like, well, if you don't do that, then you can't do this. And, like, that is not helpful. And so, like... I am somebody with a morning system rather than a morning routine. I always get my journaling done before 8.30 in the morning. And the 8.30 thing is important because I start work at 9. And what I realized is when I went from a journaling session straight into work, there were often some like lingering feelings. Um, Or I felt like during the actual journaling, I was like, well, don't get deep and don't bring anything up. And, you know, like that might like set you off or upset you or Um, not that my journaling is always upsetting, but I just, uh, there were some times where I was like, oh, well, that's going to take me like a minute to really like get through whatever is going to come up if I start really like drilling into that. So I'm going to leave it. Um, so anyway, I make sure that's done before 8.30 and because I have timed myself (laughs) enough to have an average, I know that that just means that I have to start by 7.50. And so everything else can kind of fall in around that. But my morning system is is kind of it's a little bit more loose routines are great for people who don't beat themselves up if they miss a step in the routine but if you're somebody who like like me has a lot of like self-hatred just like um hardwired into your neuro response don't set yourself up for things that are in a pass-fail dynamic. I think that's been really helpful for me. And I think journaling has made me realize that I have that pass-fail dynamic in my own head. <laughs> and if I fail once at something, I'm so much less likely to ever do it again. Like, I'll be honest, last week, my Substack got flagged apparently erroneously for spam, but it had pictures in it. And so I think that that was really what it got flagged for. But anyway, it got reinstated like the minute that I emailed them, which was fantastic. I thought it was gonna be a much longer process. And I got really worried that I was never gonna be able to publish again. And it really soured me on Substack. And like the idea of like, oh no, all of this hard work is on this platform that's not my own, that I don't own. And it was really scary and sad. And so like this past fail dynamic kind of popped up for me there where it felt like I had like failed, like I, I fucked up and something happened. So I'm getting over that by sending out another one this week. It's not gonna have any fucking pictures in it. And um that that will be my solution because as soon as I prove to myself that I can do it again, great. And as soon as I could write down, didn't go for a walk, but it's fine, it was fine. But it felt like I had created this, like, system for myself that was then unattainable to to continue. Because also, when it got hot during the summer, I put the journal away. Because I felt so embarrassed that I wasn't going for walks anymore because I hate summer so deeply. And this summer has been really different. I think that I felt, like, so much anxiety last summer that it was really coming up in other ways. Like, I, I don't think I ever felt comfortable in my own skin last summer. And not all of that was due to the heat. A lot of it was just due to the pent-up anxiety that I was having because my relationship was ending. So anyway, um, write movie reviews in your journal. Talk about your least favorite and most favorite parts of a TV show uh, intimately detail the thing on your desk or the weirdest thing in your eyeline or or, uh, describe the feeling of the bink rolling across the page or talk about... Like, I think the thing that I just think with all writing and to just keep in mind through any creative process is to not make yourself go to the extreme. You don't have to talk about your favorite food ever. You know what I mean? You can just talk about the best meal you've had recently or a meal you've had recently, or describe your favorite flavors, or describe how much or how little you like spicy food and why, like just really, I I wanna make this so fucking clear. Like sometimes I will get through a sentence and be like, I have no idea what, I intended to write at the beginning of this sentence, and then I will just move on to the next sentence. This morning, I, like, fucked up my syntax. I had an entire sentence that, like, the words were all out of order, and I just wrote a parentheses with LOL in it, and then I kept trucking, because I know it doesn't fucking matter, because I'm the only one who's maybe gonna read this thing later, because I don't really, I, like, stopped reading them after my little Breakdown about the Substack being like an influencer, being like an influential part of my writing routine and like writing for an audience, because writing for an audience when it comes to journaling is the kiss of death. Also, I think when I was a kid, I had a lot of fear of people reading my journal, and that resulted in some very weird code names, which I did not leave myself a key for anywhere. And so now when I read those, I'm like, what the fuck was I talking about? Um, I'm an adult. And everybody in my life is respectful enough of me to not read my diary. And if they weren't respectful enough of me to read my diary, I don't care if they get their feelings hurt. Um, I don't talk about people in like a nasty way, but I'm honest about like what I'm going through and my feelings or something that happened or something that I feel weird about. I have a lot of anxious attachment bullshit that I'm still kind of sorting through. And so like there will be a lot of like, Detailed anxious attachment reactions to things that I'm writing down in order to recognize the, the the severity of them, but then also kind of like the silliness of them. It's really clarifying to me when I write out how I'm feeling that like it's not it's not a dismissiveness thing because I've cared enough to write it down, right? Like I've created a written record of exactly how this is making me feel. But then I'm able to look at it through like a little bit more of an objective sense because I'm seeing it on the page and I'm going, oh no, that's not what's happening. Like I I don't actually, nope, this is, this is no one's fault. And this is just my brain reacting to past issues that we are clearly still not over or not as over as I would hope to be or, like, whatever it is. So, like, if anybody in my life was to ever read something about themselves in my journal, like, that's not my fucking problem. I didn't send it to them. Um, And so, like, I have no fear about people reading my most intimate thoughts and things anymore because, like, if that happened, something else really fucking bad has happened and I've allowed somebody into my life and my space that should not be there. And so I I just, I'm very plainly honest in them and I don't ever let myself have the fear of them being written. Even when, like, I was still living with my ex and stuff, like, I never had the thought that, like, oh no, maybe she'd read it and that's why I stopped writing. Like, nothing like that. It was truly a self-avoidance thing. This is like, oh, every time I go to record one of these, I like sit down and I start talking. And then 50 minutes later, I'm like, how the fuck have I talked for 50 minutes? And then I remember, that I shouldn't be surprised. Um, This is the exact reason I'm able to write six pages every single day. I have an insatiable need to express myself. And I think it's been really good for me to allow that need to be met in private. Um, It has made me like a much more calm person. I think Um, There was a lot in in my brain that used to really want to like demand recognition from people and journaling as a self-satisfaction exercise has really helped me break through that. I love journaling. (laughs) Oh, also, the other thing, just this is like a total non sequitur, but like I write in cursive and I think it's actually really fucking helpful. I understand that like me being like, journaling's easy, do it on anything with any pen, anywhere, anytime. Um, has not really been the outcome of talking about all of these rules, but I just want you to know, journal whatever way you want with whatever materials you want at any time you want. I like doing it in the morning because then I have like a, a system, but I, I, recently especially, I've been doing it at night too. My systems have, have kind of taken a taken a turn because it's summer, and I'm not going on morning walks because it's, it's like 90 degrees in the morning sometimes, and I'm just like, nah, 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 so I do yoga instead, and sometimes I like to journal before and sometimes after. I've also done a thing where like if I run out of time, or I I don't have whatever, I'll just write two pages or I'll write four pages and I'll try to finish the two later. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, I always write six in the same place, in the same vibe, listening to the same thing. But because I have like a a system for it, that usually is what happens. But anyway, writing in cursive, it is the thing that allows me to write the fastest. And therefore there is like the least amount of resistance between having the thought and getting the thought on the page. Because at some point, like I mentioned this a little bit earlier, at some point there's kind of like a magic switch that happens. And I go from thinking about a sentence and recording the sentence to having the sentence form on the page. And that's like really when I hit that, like, if runners have a runner's high that's my like journaling high where i'm just like going 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 and that's when i can really just fill up pages one right after the other and that is like so satisfying reaching the end of a page great chef's kiss i also have a sign off um i always end my journals with the same phrase or like a, a slight variation on the phrase and there's something, like, I like having that closure and it's, it's silly, it's goofy, it's, it's a thing that, like, I do just for me. I often kind of picture myself, like, talking to my journal as if it's a friend rather than writing in it. like, honestly, if you, if anybody ever read my journal, it is just a nightmare of tense switches, like, I am never talking to or about the same thing in the same way. I will write a thing that is from my perspective and then the next sentence will be a sentence talking to myself. Like it is, it is so strange. But anyway, I end every single day with either good talk (laughs) or great talk. (laughs) Great doesn't happen that often. It's really just when I've allowed myself to really like go somewhere that I wasn't expecting that that one pops up. But. Writing in cursive has been a really big boon for me. Also because when I write really fast in cursive, I don't think it looks messy. Um, I am a perfectionist in so many weird ways. This is really becoming evident to me as I'm talking about all of like the things that will stop me from doing a thing. A lot of it is like conditions of perfectionism that I just like really need to learn to let go of. But part of it was just like, okay, well, if I if I can't write in print that fast, I'm gonna need to figure out how to write faster. And so like, it was way back in high school that I really started writing in cursive. And that was also because I wanted to start writing in fountain pens again, because I love fountain pens, because they flow across the page really easy. So all of that resulted in me writing in cursive. And there was a bit this year where I was like, I am going to practice my cursive. Because my cursive is like not textbook cursive, like half of my letter, it's just connected writing. It's not like classic at this point in a lot of ways. Um, I was like, I am going to get really serious about my penmanship again, and I am going to develop- No. Fuck that. As soon as it slowed me down, I just went back to writing big and bold. Another reason that I like the .7 pens, and this might just be like a hack, get a thick fucking pen. Get a bold pen. It'll fill up the page faster. If you like writing a marker, get a felt tip pen or a felt, like a, a small marker, and like use that. like really find what works for you. I used to use the micron pens all the time and, um, the Stadler pigment liners and stuff. Cause I really like like a thick, inky black ink. Like it cannot be the Sharpie blue, which I will say the gel pens are really nice, dark black, black, and not like a blue black. Um, but I'm an, I'm a pen junkie. So for me having a journaling pen that is that like had no kind of like resistance for me while writing was also really important so figure out the conditions in which you write best if that is on colorful paper with fun funky pens or like a big fuzzy thing or like whatever it is like invest in yourself invest in getting to know yourself because i think that that's what the journaling is for um and it's a really cool record you can write about anything I hope that some of this has been helpful and maybe encourages somebody to start journaling. I think I got like a little bit too introspective about all of the things in the last year, but since writing my Get Your Life Together um, in like uh, like April 2021, I have really consistent, like I have been really consistently journaling besides the breakup break. Like this six, I have been doing, okay, let's just say it this way. I have been doing six pages a day, every day, bar two days, since December. And it has been, by far, the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I have healed so much (laughs) through this process, and I have really created... Um, a beautiful little morning for myself. I'm now a morning person. I like waking up early. Um, you know, my bodega guy likes me because I think he has like a little bit of respect for the fact that I always show up at like 630 in the morning before anybody else. And I always pay in cash because I know that he likes that and like whatever else. So like me and the bodega guy, friends now, um, no longer intimidating, no longer judging me, um, (laughs) because he definitely was before. Anyway, um, I'm now a morning person, so I wake up really early. Um, I go to bed early, too, which has really been helpful for me. I think, like, lack of sleep was a huge thing, and I don't know if it started in, like, a real way or, like, a I don't need that much sleep kind of thing. But it's really allowed myself to, like, recognize that I wasn't a night owl. I wasn't actually my most productive self at night anymore. I think that was true in my early 20s, but it's just not true now. So now I have a lot of strong opinions about the fact that a lot of places in my neighborhood don't open till eight. If you are a bagel place, you are basically a bakery and you should be open at six. That's all I've got to say. You're in New York, let's go. Shouldn't have to wait till eight to get a bagel. So yeah, find the things that make you happy and then figure out how to do them as often as possible really what I want to leave you with. So thank you for listening to what is hopefully going to be the inaugural episode of the Smoke Show podcast. I think that I will probably treat this podcast the exact same way I treat the newsletter, which is like sometimes it's going to be very deeply personal about me and my shit. And then other times it might just be recaps and reviews of random fucking media I'm consuming Um, or how angry I am at something happening in the government, because that's kind of also my thing. So thank you so much for listening. If you've made it, you know, if you've listened to any of this, um, I hope you have a great day and I hope you try journaling. Um, I don't know if this is a particularly like helpful or inspirational thing. Maybe I'll record a thing where I just kind of say the rules right up at the top or like my helpful guidance things. But just to sum them up, write about anything. Don't worry about making sense. Set an attainable goal and then keep building on it if you want to or keep it forever. Give yourself a system, figure out how long it takes, figure out how long you want it to take and just kind of work around that. Um, Figure out how it fits into your current life. And if it doesn't, carve out a space for it. And if it does, awesome. Um, Find a journal that you love and a pen that writes best for you. And then just go. If having an opening sentence is helpful, develop one. I think that truly sometimes the hardest part is just putting the first sentence down. And so if you can get past that, you can get through anything. So best of luck. I I really hope this is helpful for someone somewhere. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the newsletter at smokeshow.substack.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, follow me on platforms and things if you want to. I don't know. I've been using Twitter a lot more recently, and I don't know why besides... It's just, I don't know, I'm trying to, like, let myself be a little bit looser um, in all regards because I think I've been holding myself to very weird, rigid standards and assuming that a lot of people are judging me who are not, and that's it. Okay, let's, this is now over an hour. Okay, goodbye!